was not a genre that I ever really thought that I would fall into because it's not really talked about in like acting school, right? You, you talk about drama, you talk about comedy, and you take classes in both of those things, but people never talk about horror and that it's like a very like booming genre and that you probably will get, get work in that. So I just never considered it. And then now I'm getting typecast in a lot of horror. And I think it's probably one of the funnest genres to act in. Yeah, that's, that's I, cool. I like getting, uh, I like getting bloody and I like, I, I like creeping people out. Hey everybody, today on the show we are joined with actress and singer-songwriter Lauren Beattie. Lauren is currently starring in a brand new movie titled Bloodthirsty. That's available right now on Video On Demand. And actually, if you get it on iTunes, it counts as a movie ticket towards them. So do that, help out the film, and around talking about her insanely unique role in this movie, we learn about her journey as an artist, both on the acting and music side of things. And as this conversation goes on, we dive deeper and deeper into more beyond the surface subjects such as human energy, the law of attraction, and unexplainable spooky life happenings, and the number 333. Uh, this is a fun one. And yeah, before we jump into this one, I just want to say uh, I absolutely love this conversation with Lauren. And I think you guys are going to really dig this one, too. This is such a good vibe, and we're definitely going to bug her to come back around her next movie or music release, because these are just the type of chats we love to have on here. And that's all I got to say for an intro, but without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, this is Lauren Beattie, and she is bloodthirsty. Well, yeah, it's, it's really cool to meet you and just have a conversation tonight. Um, yeah, nice to meet you, too. Thanks for having me. Yeah, anytime. Actually, um, what's cool about this movie, um, uh, Bloodthirsty, is that on this show, like I cover from musicians, like I've had like horror directors and like yeah. so many different elements of this movie. But this yeah. just seems like <laughs> a, a puzzle of what this, this is podcast like is. Like, yeah, just kind of <laughs> connecting into one. Yeah, so, yeah it's, it's super, super cool. cool. Yeah, yeah. How was how were you approached with this project? And when you when you checked out the script were you just like all about it or yeah I mean um I I mean first of all Amelia approached me with with the script and um asked me to audition and I had just worked with her a year prior on a feature film that she wrote um and directed and so I had worked with her already on a feature and um had an amazing experience working with her she's such an awesome director and um, so the fact that like she was going to be a part of it and was going to be directing again, I already knew it was going to be amazing no matter what the film was, but, um, you know, adding all of the, the elements that make up bloodthirsty to the bit was like, you know, it was a major selling point for me. It's like, I, I say this over and over, but if it had been just like a pop star werewolf film, I would have been happy, but it's like <laughs> a queer pop star werewolf. And I was like, you know, I've peaked essentially. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And obviously like you're now all of our favorite pop star werewolves. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, not a like a pretty easy title to take, I think. <laughs> yeah. Sadly. Um, you know, not a typical genre, but... <laughs> <laughs> well I think it's cool personally but um yeah, yeah like you. you mentioned it's uh more than just that like there's layers yeah. to the film there's uh 
there's like love story there's heartbreak it's uh there's a lot of intensity like without giving too many spoilers away but um I think like I'm not an actor myself but I see somebody like you playing a role like that and I automatically just imagine like how exhausting that might be just (laughs) always just putting out that kind of energy and doing it well like you did in this film and how is how, how is that for you like on your side of things yeah I mean there was definitely some days where I was like I don't know how I'm gonna do this again tomorrow but um, <laughs> I think for the, for the most part like for me because you know this is what I love to do and it's um it, I mean especially with with horror and especially with something that's kind of so atmospheric in the way that this film is like that's kind of what sold me as well was just like hearing the music before my audition I could already picture the whole atmosphere of of the film. And that to me, like gets me so excited when I can just, I feel it like in my body um, when I'm reading it. And so I think like I was just on such a high too, like filming this that and having such a blast that luckily that excitement, those like endorphins carried me (laughs) through. Um, But yeah, it was pretty wild. pretty wild ride filming it because I, I found out I got the part about a week before we started shooting. So I had, you know, essentially like five or six days to um, learn all of the music and also learn how to play piano. And, wow. um, and I was working full time. So I, oh, I had a, wow, I had a nine man. to five. So um, I had to do this all in my evenings. So I, w- I would work and then I would like you know, take the bus to a piano teacher. And a couple nights I actually got to sit down with Lowell and um, at her place in front of her piano and go over the music with her. So that, that was really cool. But yeah, I mean, all to say like, it just happened so quickly because it, it just had to. So, um, you know, in, in retrospect, I think I'm glad it happened that way because I didn't really have time to have imposter syndrome or like mm. get in my head about anything. I just had to do it. So yeah. Uh, yeah. there was like no time to be tired. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's really interesting yeah. too. Like I was going to say like that and kudos to you for like just taking all the steps to do it right. Even though you had like <laughs> six day window, it's like, I need to learn this on the piano. Like, it was pretty that. crazy, but you know, I, I like a challenge and um, I like, I do like kind of being thrown into things and just seeing what happens. Um, I like surprising myself. So this was definitely one of those situations, I think. <laughs> yeah. I, I relate to that vibe too. It's yeah. just like, kind of. A, do you feel like almost like the pressure to makes it better sometimes? Like, Oh yeah, for sure. Better, like uh... yeah, and kind of like it it was really interesting too, like the parallels between Gray's character, like what she's her what her storyline is. You know, it's like she's working on her sophomore album, and she she has imposter syndrome. She has writer's block. She doesn't she doesn't know if she can do it. She doesn't know if she's gonna like meet everyone's standards. And like that's the exact same shit that like I was feeling about getting this part. You know, so it was like, it was like, you know, I found out I got it and I was obviously like over the moon, (laughs) pun intended. Um, (laughs) Love it. (laughs) Where's your drum roll button? Uh, (laughs) Yeah, I know. I need uh, sound effects. (laughs) (laughs) uh, I found I got this role and I was so excited. And then, you know, and then that, that like doubt sets in where you're like, oh my God, they're, they're trusted. Like I have to carry this whole film. Like, can I do it? And this was also my 
sophomore feature film, like, you know, a lead role in, in a feature film. So it was like, this is my second time doing it. And my first one had gone well. So it was really weird, the, the parallels of like yeah. me and Gray. <laughs> well, that's, that's really interesting. So besides yeah. all the werewolf shit, it's actually like real, like what you're living. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I'm actually also a werewolf. Yeah. Um, thought so yeah <laughs> yeah no also, but I, I, yeah. I found that really interesting like and afterwards it kind of dawned on me I was like oh I was kind of on not the exact same but a very similar journey as Gray was on you know mm -hmm. yeah yeah and yeah. um even like uh I noticed I, I scrolled through your Instagram too and you're a songwriter as well right yeah yeah I've actually been um writing music and like singing longer than I've been acting. My, uh, my dad's a musician. And um, so I grew up just like surrounded by music and instruments. And so, you know, kind of given that I would, I wouldn't go that way too, but um, I, yeah, like I started acting in, in musicals and stuff. So um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm not kidding when I say this role is like my, my dream role because it combines two of my passions and like, you know, also just a really, fucking sick you know concept for a film so, yeah yeah yeah. Um, yeah yeah that was that was very cool for me is something like so rewarding in that like having the two kind of come together yeah that's great yeah. and this this kind of just came out on video on demand right mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Uh, um did you did you watch a screener prior to it and seen the final product or yeah i've seen it a couple times actually um yeah with, you know, various like friends and family members who wanted to watch it over Zoom with me type of thing. So <laughs> yeah, yeah cool. I've, I've seen it a couple of times now. And yeah, I just, I, I love how it all came together and I'm super proud of it. Yeah, it, it looks yeah. cool. And like, like you mentioned earlier too, there's a certain tone to it, which is yeah. creepy, but then the music comes in and it's kind of beautiful at the same yeah. time, makes your brain a little confused. Yeah, I kind of compare it to like, it it's a musical without being a musical do you know what I mean like yeah yeah it doesn't the, the music is so you know embedded in like the fabric of the film because it's it is just part of the film it's not like this added thing it's like she's actually a musician writing these songs and like trying to write this album so it doesn't have that cheesiness to it that like a musical would have because it's coming from like a real place right so I, I love how they did it. And I think the, you know, you know, the added music element just like brings it up a whole level. Yeah. Yeah. I, th I thought it was cool too uh, with your character and it actually like relates to some, an interview I had earlier today with uh, mm -hmm. this uh, rock band, they're called Fanny and they inspired like B-52s, like David oh, wow. Bowie and stuff like well. <laughs> crazy shit, but like nobody knows their name. And basically like uh, somebody did like, um, a documentary that's coming out on hot dogs next week but yeah. um the the one uh the one uh girl brie in the band she wrote like this one one of their bigger songs like which is like uh, their newer hit yeah. and um it came from like a place of just like kind of feeling like primal energy just like yeah yeah getting a little angry and that that was like that was like the hit song that was the banger of the yeah. of the album or whatever but uh, almost like your character too I was thinking like as I was doing that interview I'm like that's almost like uh Lauren in the werewolf movie where <laughs> the the producer is trying to bring out like the beast like primal, but it's like less yeah, of a metaphor yeah. and actually like bringing exactly. out the beast. but then like yeah. your character like the music actually gets a little better and deeper as uh yeah 
as that totally. happens. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think they did a really good job of like showing the progression too and it, and it feeling real, like, you know, the, the scenes when, when I'm like trying to record that vocal track for the first time and he keeps like stopping me and, and, you know, from that to like the end, I personally feel like when I'm, I'm watching it, like you do feel that, that like progression that, that she's gone through and that like, you know, she's gone to like a next level. Um, and it's like, I, I think that that primalness that you hear um, or that people hear in music, it's like, why, you know, why was that song by Fanny like their biggest hit, right? Yeah. Because it's like the most primal song. It's like people are, I think people are just like inherently drawn to things that feel more like uninhibited and like, which I guess is essentially more primal. Cause mm -hmm. like we all, have that in us right like we all kind of recognize that that feeling and um and it's not often that like it's okay to to show it kind of thing so i think um yeah i think i think people are really drawn to that so yeah yeah it's almost like you feel like the realism in it <laughs> like yeah. you know and even i get that vibe when i i see people play live music sometimes you can feel mm. like oh this is really coming from the heart and then totally. uh, i see something i'm like oh there's something off about this and then later i learn it's like oh like they don't even write their own music it's just like <laughs> stand <laughs> yeah. here look pretty or and sometimes like, it's when you know you you go to see a band that you know and love and um, you know, you know, all of their songs, like every inflection of every chord and everything. And then you go and see it live and they're like doing it totally different, you know, and they're just like kind of improving on a part and you almost feel like high, right? Cause you're, you're like, oh my God, they're just like, this is for this me is like right from now from their soul. Like this is not even, this isn't a performance. This is just like, like guttural almost, you know? Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah this this conversation is making me miss live music so much. <laughs> <Me too. laughs> <laughs> like I, I was good for the year like being strong I don't know this conversation is gonna make me break like <laughs> yeah I really miss it too yeah yeah did, did you yeah. perform much as well or like um, like you said I mean, you did like musical theater and stuff yeah I mean I started in musical theater that was like in high school and then after that I you know I did a lot of solo stuff I did a lot of like you know open mics and stuff I used to live in Ottawa um in Ontario and um I did a lot of open mics and then when I moved to Toronto I, I started a, a band and my band actually played like quite a few shows around Toronto and then yeah. we kind of you know uh went our own separate ways and then now I'm just doing like solo stuff again um but haven't performed live in in quite a while so it, it was definitely something that I was hoping to start doing again like last year <laughs> yeah. but of course like that didn't happen so um but yeah, I'm working on a bunch of new and uh, new songs right now. And um, I'm, I actually really want to create sort of like a live, uh, like a virtual concert um, of like a bunch of new music. Um, I'm working on an EP right now. So oh, cool. that's, you know, hopefully in, in the works for later this year. But I, I do actually have one song that's a, a single that's out um, on Spotify and iTunes um, I think essentially most places you can stream music, but the song's called Gaslight and uh, my artist name is El De Luna. 
Um, so you'll find that on those platforms, but, uh, that's like the only single that I have out right now, which is oh. kind of crazy. Cause I think I have like hundreds of songs. <laughs> oh, that's cool. You're kind of like, uh, I don't know, like uh, what's a movie iron man when he's in the cave, just building and he's just going to break out yeah. and start blasting yeah, exactly. people with hits. <laughs> that's how I feel internally. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You weren't ready for this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is what I've been up to. Bam. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. That, that's, that's cool to hear too. And, um, for people listening to the audio version of this, we always end with a song. So I'm going to dig that up and throw oh, it at no, the I end will. of this interview. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. Oh, that's awesome. And yeah. totally unrelated. Your dog in the background is so cute. Oh my gosh. Yeah. She's, um, she's the best. That's Patsy. Um, Patsy Klein is her full name. Oh, nice. Um, she's really mad at me right now. As you can see, she's sulking. Yeah. Um, really wants me to be petting her right now. Uh -huh. and doesn't understand why I'm not so yeah I'm sorry Patsy <laughs> a big fan of Patsy Klein, both the musician and now the dog yeah me too <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's that's cool it's cool to hear your background with um all the music and stuff because like yeah, yeah one of the highlights for me of the film what were the songs um, yeah just some really uh, amazing some bangers honestly like Lowell is such a talented songwriter um and I mean clearly that's widely known now because she's you know she's working in LA with like a bunch of huge pop stars and writing for them and um I you know I think that kind of took off when her and her mom had just started writing this movie so I think they like there was a, a time where they almost scrapped it because she was so busy oh, um, wow. and they luckily decided to you know just like stick to it and keep going and um I think a lot of people are very glad that they did because <laughs> She, she writes amazing music and I was, yeah, like I said, as soon as I heard the songs, that's what just sold me, you know, a thousand percent. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. And, and like beyond everything, like it's just so unique too, like from the tone mm -hmm. of the film and yeah, all the yeah. different themes, like we mentioned. Yeah, it's definitely like, like genre bending or like, you know, it's, it pushes the, the boundaries because it's not, it's not your typical kind of like werewolf film. Um, yeah. And I think that freaks a lot of people out. Um, but I mean, to me, that's so funny because it's like, I, I think that there's some horror fans that are very precious about, you know, like a certain subgenre or, you know, certain trope in horror because they're like, well, it's always been this way. What do you mean? Like, what do you mean? It's like they did it differently. Like, they can't do that. But yeah, yeah. And they get really like protective and kind of like, you know, um, honestly yeah like, that's not the werewolf that? rules like that bullet <laughs> yeah. wasn't silver yeah exactly <laughs> the bullet was silver but um the thing is like you you never see a full moon in the movie right oh, true. um and you know a lot of other things are you know we really pushed the boundaries with this and I think like that's what I love about it and I think like that's how we'll continue to have some like really cool crazy horror films like how, how else do you grow right like as a genre if you yeah. don't kind of like test things and, and push push the limits a bit but I mean the, the thing to me that I I really loved about this werewolf um, story too is that it is so different and it's like in most werewolf films you see the human and then the full moon comes and then it's just animal you know mm -hmm. there's like there's really no middle ground you lose that the human completely and in this film and I, I know they did this very consciously like this is what they they had in mind but they wanted to really um they wanted the monster to be 
like relatable and yeah, it's like uh, within something you hide yeah. yeah yeah it's like a hybrid and you see you see that monster inside of her and you see her existing at the same time when when she's transformed right because it's like it's my face just built out into mm-hmm. into a werewolf right like I'm not like in a fursuit yeah yeah <laughs> so it makes you like really empathize with with the character yeah, it looks like it hurts like, like your nails and everything like wow yeah and like even for me like in between filming scenes where I'm in the werewolf makeup I you know would maybe be like using the washroom or something and I'd like look at myself in the mirror and just be like whoa <laughs> yeah like <laughs> just me, startled. But like it's it's not me but it is me it's like I recognize that part of myself in myself and it's it's weird to see it materialized you know yeah um yeah. but yeah I really I really liked that they that they kind of went that way with with this film and you know using only practical effects and nothing in cgi and yeah i love that really cool to work that way yeah it's got to be cool too like um as an actress to like play a role like that and then see it finally like all edited together yeah Yeah. because i'm sure there's moments uh like you're just like got the crazy fingernails the makeup on it's just like I yeah. hope this fucking looks good. Like, I don't know. Yeah. How this is I mean, it, it looks good, you know, up close and yeah. in person, but yeah, I guess you just never know how it's going to read. And, um, we, we actually shot the transformation scene on the third day of shooting. So again, it was like a situation where I didn't even really have time to get in my head about it or to really like overthink it. I just had to do it. And, um, I think that really, was um was useful for me because I think with scenes like that there's you know only so much preparation that you can do um around sort of like the the physicality I guess of it Mm. but ultimately it's a transformation scene it's like you're just gonna have to let it go and just like see what happens um on the day and there's not really you know people are gonna tell people are gonna be able to tell if that's rehearsed because it's supposed to come from like this very just primal right? Like instinctive way that you're just like unleashing something. And like, how do you practice that? You know? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So it was really cool to do it just in the moment and, um, and actually be, you know, stuck in that room and it's like literally a caged animal. Right. And yeah, yeah. having all those like lights flashing and, and Greta's song playing, like it was very like, it set the tone right yeah um, I, f- I feel like so the I more I fun. <laughs> yeah I feel like even yeah. like the more I think of the film like as time goes on throughout the day it's like yeah. I'm finding more and more metaphors I didn't notice right away <laughs> whether it's like the music industry or yeah, yeah, like yeah. you just mentioning yeah. like oh being in the studio booth was like being in the cage like I didn't even yeah. like animal in the yeah. cage I wasn't even thinking like that way and <laughs> like, like there's just layer and layer I'm sure there's yeah. more too but uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah even um right away with the producer too um mm-hmm. I've heard um some horror stories from friends in the music industry too like their situations with producers like total creeps and just oh, like yeah, yeah. dark side of the music industry and I'm like oh this is like again another yeah. sci-fi me- uh metaphor of like that as well yeah, which is crazy totally. Yeah. yeah, I mean, there's, there's a lot of creeps out there. And I think, um, and a lot of men, um, especially in the music industry that, you know, I, I haven't personally had too much firsthand experience with that. But, you know, I have a lot of friends in the music industry that work professionally that that have. And mm-hmm. like, I've definitely heard some really awful stories. So I, I had some 
some things to draw on just, you know, thinking of things that friends of mine have, have been through. Um, you know, obviously this goes a little in a different direction than, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it's all good. Though. But, uh, but yeah, it's, yeah, there's, there's so many, so many metaphors, I guess, in this film or not even metaphors, but, um, you know, so many, um, underlying themes of, of things and, um, yeah, it's just really interesting. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's one, like, I'm, I'm trying to, like, bring up some stuff without, like, spoiling the film as well. But <laughs> we already mentioned the transformation. I, I wanted to say yeah. um, that was one of my favorite parts, too, because uh, even, like, how, like, the cinematography was, too, yeah. with the music. And I don't yeah. know, it was just such a, like, a, even though, like, something terrible is happening, like, yeah. it just visually, I'm like, oh, that's, like, beautiful, like, that's well done, like, yeah. it's almost to it me, is, that's, it is like, very, beautiful. like, beautifully like, done, and, um, the, you know, the, the makeup artist, like, the special effects makeup artist that we had, Ashley, she was amazing, and, um, you know, everyone on that shoot was, we were just so lucky, like, everyone was so talented, and so it all came together super, super beautifully, and, uh, if you think about the transformation scene too, it's like a lot of it, a lot of that feeling that like creepy feeling that you get is also done through, through the sound, yeah. right? Like the sound of the like cracking bones and the, and, and that sort of thing. It like, it really, the sound design on this film too was really well done. Yeah. 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 Actually, yeah. actually too. Um, I watched the film before I did uh, the other interview as well. And uh, I just had like, like it was it was such so well done like I felt like dark and dirty after it and this other interview was going to be like this happy tone so I went back to their documentary and I just played the credits music which is all like, I'm like I need to reset area. my brain it's just like yeah it definitely it's kind of like uh it stays with you you know yeah, um yeah. and that's that's when that's when I feel like it's like a job well done is when the movie kind of lingers with you after just like that that atmosphere the like the vibe of the film <laughs> kind of stays with you you just start um, thinking about it yeah exactly yeah that's cool um, and you said you worked with this director before as well right yeah so we did um actually another really great horror film that you should definitely watch um it's called bleed with me and um that was amelia's first uh feature and it's kind of, you know, a cabin, a winter cabinet in the woods story. It's a slow burn psychological thriller. Um, really, really amazing script, really well done. Um, again, like the, the cine cinematography on that film too is just absolutely stunning. And the story is really layered and really gets under your skin. And the ending is just amazing. Um, so definitely check that out if you if you have time. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Like especially like yeah. I love I love this one and like obviously like you guys are good to collab with each other and stuff like yeah. that. You guys have that that chemistry. So yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, we have a lot of fun together. I think like we had a great experience on Bleed with Me and and so coming into Bloodthirsty, we already sort of knew how each other works and and know that we work well together and so and it was also nice um you know, coming onto a set where you might not have known one single person and knowing like that we at least know each other and mm, yeah. um, it makes it feel a little bit more like comfortable initially going in. Um, but yeah, uh, she's such an amazing director and I've said this a million times, but she, um, you know, she's, she has such a clear vision 
with what she wants and she's so confident in herself and like her vision that she she lets you she gives you room to kind of play around within that you know and and I I keep saying this but she she makes actors feel like like artists like she really makes you feel like you're you're doing this together and you're collaborating on this and you're creating this piece of art together as artists you don't feel like a puzzle piece kind of thing oh yeah um or just kind of like a you know a piece of the yeah um, whereas you you might feel that you know on like a bigger set um or a bigger budget film or yeah I, th- you, I, but... I think that's important too and yeah i i think that just brings out the best in everybody you know you're comfy yeah. you care you know um, yeah like I, I know like a lot of people who've been on like sets where they felt uncomfortable and they still like knocked it out of the park. But like, I feel like if yeah. I was in that situation, I totally like choke whatever I'm doing. Just like, <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I'm such like an empath to vibes and stuff like that, where it actually will make yeah. me physically tired or whatnot. But uh, I know the feeling. Yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Have you ever been like, you don't have to name any movies or shows or any, but have you ever been on a set that was like a nightmare? Or... Um, Honestly, like luckily, no, no, like I've never had a a terrible experience, but you know, I have had like really hard days on set where maybe a specific scene was really hard or, you know, the, the conditions surrounding doing the scene were really hard. But, um, I mean, one of them was actually on, uh, pay the ghost, which is a, a Nicolas Cage film that I did, um, I guess, gosh, like six or seven years ago now. Oh, cool. Um, but the the scene was, m- my character was being, it's not, it's not a spoiler. Um, <laughs> she's being burnt alive at the stake and has to scream a curse onto the town in Gaelic. And, <laughs> um, and so, you know, obviously like this was my first big thing in like a, you know, a major film and I was already so nervous. And then, um, we were shooting this at like two in the morning, freezing cold in the middle of the woods. And it kept getting pushed back, kept getting pushed back. I was getting more and more tired and cold and, and all these things. <laughs> and w- when it finally got down to doing the scene, I was so frustrated that, um, <laughs> that I just ended up, you know, just scree- like using it um, in the scene, which, you know, luckily that was a scene where I could do that. Uh, um, so all my frustration, all of my, like, I just want to go home. Like, yeah, <laughs> it all just like came out in the performance. Yeah. Like, you were actually hoping the curse would come. Like, from, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Gonna do it well, right actually from- there was a scene, um, there was a shot in, in bloodthirsty where I won't say exactly what it was. Cause it would be a spoiler, but there's a, a scene let's say where I have the werewolf makeup on and there's like there's blood spraying into my face and I as you know from the movie am wearing those big werewolf contacts yeah and they so look those, sick by the way those look so cool they're a bitch to get in but they're amazing yeah. um I still have them actually I kept them good for a Halloween or two yeah. um but yeah we so I had those in and it was a scene where blood's flying into my face and when you have those in you can't see very well because it it covers a lot of your 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 pupil and so it's very blurry so I couldn't tell where the blood was coming from and it sprayed directly into my like open eyes and what happened was it it got under 
my contacts. Oh no. So I had this fake blood trapped under my werewolf contacts and I was essentially blind. I couldn't see. And it was, we were in the middle of the woods and we were, I think at that point kind of um, trapped in the area that we were in. Cause there oh, was no. a car blocking the one road. And, and then we realized that my werewolf nails were super glued on. Oh God. Like, so <laughs> That was an interesting night. <laughs> yeah. And you're probably yeah. like, I just want to get out of this forest and take a fucking shower. And, like, exactly. <laughs> and you can't like dig yeah. out the contact. And like, and like <laughs> yeah. And you know that you still have to wait at least two hours to get all of the makeup off before you can even get to a shower. So. Oh man. I got goosebumps thinking of that shower, you know, like, it's just yeah. like, just oh, the, the relief of it. Yeah. Yeah. I think I stayed in the shower for about an hour after that. Yeah. Yeah, just sit there with the warm water, like, yeah. oh, finally, victory, yeah. like hitting the finish line. Exactly. Yeah, it seems like uh, you get tight cast into these roles where they're just doing terrible things to you. Like, like yeah, you, mean, you seem like, like such like a nice person, thing. but maybe that's like the effect of it because it's like the contrast going on. Yeah, I mean, I was actually, funnily enough, talking to my boss at, at work today about this because he was like, I was telling him about this and, and he's like, man, you, you get typecast in a lot of horror, right? And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, why is that? Yeah. <laughs> like, I started thinking about it and I'm like, well, I mean, I know just typecasting is a thing, but I'm like, why, why me? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I think honestly that I have big eyes and kind of like a, like an innocent looking face. And mm. I think that's like, people like to see that type of a person be scared or, you know, yeah. or it's like, we feel more for it. It's like, Oh no, don't yeah. hurt her. Like, or, or exactly what you said. They like to see the unexpected where like that person looks so innocent and Oh my God, they're not, or like, yeah. you know, there's, they're actually like sinister. So those are the kind of roles I've, I've been playing and I'm not complaining. It's very, very fun. And, yeah. you know, horror is not a, a a genre that I ever really thought that I would fall into um, because it's not really talked about in like acting school, right? You, you talk about drama and you talk about comedy and you take classes in both of those things, but people never talk about horror and that it's like a very, you know, a very like booming genre and that you probably will get, get work in that. So I just never considered it. Um, and then now I'm getting typecast in a lot of horror and I'm sh actually shooting another one in August, another feature. Um, and I think it's probably one of the funnest genres to act in. Yeah. That's, that's I, cool. I like getting, uh, I like getting bloody and I like, I, I like creeping people out. Yeah. It's <laughs> like, I, I think back to Halloween's um, when I was a kid and I didn't really care much for trick or treating, you know, I would do it for a little bit, but then I, I would, want to be at home in my garage making like a, a haunted house oh, and cool. then I would wait till kids got their candy and I would hide in the garage and then I would chase them down the street <laughs> so like that's what I wanted to do that's like, amazing hey, this this makes a lot of sense <laughs> yeah yeah it's like you, you didn't have the connections earlier or like and now it's just like oh yeah, yeah. I'm a natural I've been doing yeah. this my entire life yeah I always you know whenever I went to those like haunted houses during Halloween I I would want to be the people in the house scaring people 
Yeah. Like, that's yeah. what I thought was so cool. I remember one time someone jumping out and scaring me and I was like, do you like doing this? Yeah. <laughs> like Here's so what, I brought my resume. You just yeah. give it to me. <laughs> the yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> it's, it's a total, um, it's a blast for me to, to, to be in, in horror films. I love it. Yeah. That's cool. And especially like, yeah. it seems like you're just going with the flow and like, you kind yeah. of, fell into this like even uh yeah. like you said you you weren't like planning to be this horror chick and now i don't know i guess you if you do the first one and knock it out of the park people are gonna st- like keep calling you especially like like just in that community and everything and just yeah like, totally i mean i'm all i'm already seeing like how amazing this commu- community can be and um how supportive people are and how like dedicated people are when they really love a film and um you know, I've been lucky enough to get my, my last few jobs in horror, like because of connections. And then, you know, through Amelia and then Amelia helping me get this connection with the producer who's now helping me, you know, helped me get this role that I got in August. And um, everyone just kind of like wants everyone to, to succeed and, and is really excited about what everyone else is doing. So yeah it's been really cool to be to be a part of and to witness yeah I noticed too in Toronto too uh just like for the past couple years of me doing these segments and learning about like the different festivals and Mm -hmm. there's there's like probably two or three different film festivals and then there's also like little conventions like horrorama and stuff and like you mentioned it's just like you think like it'd be scary to go to one of those but it's such like a warm happy vibe and like very very communal too it's like some of the horror people I've met are like the nicest people I've ever totally. met you know yeah it's, it's yeah. unfortunate like uh that uh you can't do like some meet and greets around this movie this year like I know yeah that would have been really on. cool yeah would have been really cool I mean it's it's definitely a bummer that you know because we we made it into some pretty awesome fests and it would it would have been so cool to be able to be there in person and you know meet people and, and make connections and and new friends and stuff but I mean there I guess there is something to be said for some of these festivals being virtual and you know people being able to see the film that would have otherwise never been able to see it right so um I think I'm I'm trying to really focus on that silver lining yeah yeah (laughs) because if I think about how sad it is that I can't sit in a theater with the entire cast and crew and watch it Mm -hmm. it gets too depressing so (laughs) yeah just gotta like make the most of it and yeah it's uh it is an interesting way of like how things shifted and like Mm -hmm. things didn't halt you know like which is really good like uh yeah like people can still get their stuff out yeah everyone problem solved which is great yeah, even me as like a movie viewer, like for the whole year, I'm just like, oh, I miss sitting in the theater, getting the popcorn yeah. and so. But last week, I was just scrolling on Skip the Dishes, and I realized you can just order from. Order the cinema- I didn't. Yeah. yeah, people keep telling me you could have did this all year. I got so excited. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I, I even yeah. got like the nachos, which I don't really like. I'm just like I just yeah. miss shitty nachos. I mean, need the smell in the room. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, totally. yeah, it's obviously not the same, but uh, I don't know. There's ways to, to kind of yeah. cope, I guess. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you, you mentioned you're uh, you're about to work on like another movie. Are you allowed to like talk about like what it's about? Or? I'm not allowed to talk about it yet, but yeah. it is. I can tell you that it's um, it's like a German uh, writer director. Um, the script is epic. Cool. Um, it's going to be really insane and really fun. 
um, a lot of really awesome special effects will be happening on it. Um, and yeah, and we shoot late, late August and uh, it's one of the same producers as, as Bloodthirsty. Oh, cool. Um, cool. And I'm really, really pumped. I'm really pumped for it. It's yeah, really yeah. Fun. yeah. Well, uh, I forget, uh, I like I might cut this part out, but is Bloodthirsty under Raven Banner as well? Yes. Okay, Raven Banner always does the coolest shit. Yeah, like they're, they're cool. They're really great. I've had yeah. a great experience with them. Like they're so uh, they're so active and they're so involved in everything. And um, yeah, really yeah. Great. There's just something about like that spirit. Like I love like how they just um, they take risks and produce things. Mm-hmm. Like you know, yeah. just like no movies too crazy for them you know <laughs> like, and like even like if i get like an email about an interview and it says raven banner on it i'm like yeah i'm watching it i don't even care <laughs> like i don't even read the description i'm like i'm gonna watch this movie like that's so cool. let's sit up yeah. the interview like it's probably that's gonna great. Be that's great that that's kind of like the reputation they've set for themselves i think that's awesome yeah, yeah. for sure for sure they're really cool people Yes. And uh, with this movie, are you going to have to learn German in six days notice or? Thank God. No. Okay, good. It's all in English. Um, Nice. Not that I couldn't do it. Um, I know. I know. eh? Like you taught yourself. I would definitely try. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely try. But um, yeah, no, it's, it's all in English. Um, It's going to be really, really fun. I Ah. think, uh, I think it's going to, it's going to do well too. I'm really, really excited for it yeah that's super exciting so uh yeah when that comes out we'll definitely be sharing that as well and, yeah. and even like uh yeah w- with your music as well that's exciting mm-hmm. too yeah just killing it like from all different <laughs> directions it's uh you know it's one of those weird situations where like for a year I was just doing nothing like I was bored out of my mind and now it's kind of like all of these little projects or all these different things that I that I worked on or that I have a hand in are all kind of coming into fruition at the same time. So it's, uh, it's kind of like one of those, when it rains, it pours types of situations, I think, but yeah, you know, I, again, I, I can't complain. It's a lot of really fun projects, a lot of exciting stuff. Um, and I feel very, very lucky that I have some fun stuff happening right now. I have some things to, <laughs> to get me out of bed in the morning. So <laughs> yeah, that's great. I, I find too, yeah. like a lot of people and even myself included, uh, we're like very momentum based. Like you can have a time where you're just like, just yeah, so yeah. down and not doing anything. And then you take yeah. that one step and then it just turns into like a snowball and it yeah, almost it turns into like an obsession. Effect. It's like, let's keep the ride going. Like, let's yeah. not stop this. Yeah. It's kind of like that, you know, when you're, I, not to sound like hippy dippy, but to me, like, I really believe in the, the energies, right. Of, of people and like the energy that you're the level that you're kind of vibrating at. And if you're, if you kind of bring yourself up to that, that higher level of like energy vibration, you you just start attracting shit to you. And it just like, it keeps coming and keeps coming. And I honestly feel like that's sort of what started happening is you know, I got on this little wave of, okay, let's just try to be positive throughout this total shit show and, and like get creative and get productive. And, and then once I started feeling good about that, it it was, it was kind of like a a snowball effect and like things seem to keep happening and it's, it feels kind of like magical in a way. Yeah. You, you you say like, like you mentioned like all hippy dippy shit. Like I was honestly (laughs) 
like just thinking about this like all week mm-hmm. um because <laughs> really? I, I, yeah i no, i totally like believe in that too mm-hmm. is it's it's like you mentioned too it's it's hard for me to almost explain it too because it's like a feeling and almost yeah. the way i carry myself and put myself forward but i yeah. i had one of those lull times i, I was just yep. kind of like burnt yeah. out and everything and then i just kind of started getting my foot forward and again yeah. bringing my energy up to whatever this unspoken level is <laughs> and um I booked like one interview and then all of a sudden my email just starts flooding with like yeah. Yeah. amazing things I'm just like and I didn't even like ask for them or whatever it's just kind totally. of I, I don't know what that is but I love it <laughs> like yeah exactly I think yeah. there's like a, an aspect to that too of like um just like once you kind of kind of like emanate whether it's like gratitude or you know those types of feelings where you're like you know whatever is going to happen is going to happen and I'm just grateful that you know my family is alive and healthy and and you kind of dig yourself out of that dark place then you start to attract the you start to attract the light right like you start to attract Or even other people on the same wavelength and then you kind of like fit together like a puzzle and make each other grow and yeah yeah, you'll start to meet people that you're like oh like I feel like I know you like you know you're just (laughs) on that same wavelength and it's like you might have not even met if you hadn't have if you hadn't been on that same level you know yeah yeah, yeah. It's, it's I really... love this shit. I could talk about it for hours. <laughs> Me too. Like, <laughs> like, and even like, yeah. oh, even before too, like when I started doing this uh, show, like um, it was more just conversational based and I wasn't getting like bigger guests. It wasn't really like to promote anything, but yeah. uh, a few of my friends tuned in and they were just like, oh, you talk about is this spacey shit and sleep paralysis. Like, <laughs> like you should... <laughs> But I was trying to go in this artist direction where like yeah, interviewing yeah. people like you and bands and stuff. But like for the yeah. first little bit, it's just like my corner of friends. And then I'm just going deep about like the universe and like my scary. Oh, this is great. Like, honestly, this is this is my favorite shit to talk about. And I'm actually another creative project that seems to be manifesting is that um, I'm starting a podcast with a friend of mine um, called Podcast 333. And it's going to be about uh, aliens, um, spirituality, and being gay. And (laughs) it's the three kind of like main topics. Um, And so, yeah, like this is this is my favorite stuff to talk about. That is cool. And um, when you said 333, I got goosebumps. Um, I have the spookiest thing with that number. Um, I do too. That's why it's that's why I called it that. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. I love this talk. Yeah, I'm, I'm like almost like, like I, I'm getting chills, like trying yeah. to explain this to if you. you uh, if, if you get into which you, I mean, you've probably already looked it up, but like with, with numerology, the three, three, three is like very meaningful. And I started seeing three, three, three just constantly for the past like six months or so. And now it's started to go into three, three, three and two, two, two. And, um, Anyways, me and my friend were having the same phenomenon happening. And at the same time, like we started to get really spiritual and really into like um, watching documentaries about like um, about aliens and, you know, all these conspiracy theories and stuff. And we just find it so interesting and we're totally obsessed. So we, that's why we decided to call the podcast 333. That's that's um, so dope. I'm subscribing yeah, so when it comes have, out. Have, have you been seeing it everywhere too? Is that so even before I researched it, it just kept yeah. popping up in like, but like in sp- at specific times when um, 
I noticed there was a pattern of me going through life-changing stuff. Like, yeah. and it was never like a bad thing. It was like, um, yeah. like really positive stuff. And like, it would just pop out. Like, I wouldn't like look at numbers all day. All of a sudden I look over the address of the house is 333. Yep. I look yep. at my phone, it's 333. Exactly. But the <laughs> yeah. spookiest one is it stopped happening. And I was, I was at a bar, like talking to yep. my friend uh, about like this. I'm like, oh, I used to see this number and now it's gone away or whatever. Yeah. So you may not believe me, people listening to this, they might not believe me and unsubscribe, <laughs> but this is my truth. Yeah. That night from the bar, I came home and um, my, right now I'm living in like this split house that's split into apartments and uh, yeah. the one main floor, it's like a family and they got a little garden in the front yeah. and um, they had this wooden board, like just kind of like in the front, I, I'm going to say lawn in quotations because I live in Toronto, right. <laughs> but um. <laughs> I walked home that day and just somebody with spray paint wrote three, three, three on that. And this is like going up the steps to my house. Yeah. And I I remember just freezing there and like, just being so spooked, but also like, there's a part of my brain that too loves it. It's like, what is that? It's like, I mean, yeah. And and the person I I was talking to lives way on the other end of town. So he couldn't have got there before I got there and spray paint that. (laughs) I want to make that clear. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean, I believe that this shit, like there's, there's no accidents, you know, like, and if you think that something is happening, like it's, it's happening, you know, and there's, and you know, whether that's to say, you're you're on the right path or you know you're you're being kind of guided by the universe on the right path and you know just keep doing what you're doing kind of thing whatever it is like I fucking I love it yeah I love yeah. stuff like that yeah <laughs> I even hear, heard something cool about uh deja vu and somebody said it's, mm. a, it's almost the same thing it's like means you're on the right path you've yeah maybe had that. multiple lives but uh they called it a wink from the universe I was like that's, oh, that's cool, cool. <laughs> yeah just a little hey there love <laughs> that, that. that's that's probably can relate to the three three threes as well yeah definitely that's very cool yeah a but wink I'll... from the universe I love that yeah this is this is such an awesome convo. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I this actually is not where I thought this conversation would go, but I'm really happy that we're here. <laughs> me neither. It's like um I, I used to go down this rabbit hole like on like really old episodes, but it's mm-hmm. been a good like two years since I've talked about like wow. the shit. So well, I'm honored to be talking about it with yeah, you. <laughs> this is awesome. And yeah, maybe when you um when you uh put out the the first episode episode of the podcast we can have yeah. you and your co-host on here and do awesome. a little co-promotion yeah. and because i'm always love down that. to talk about like some spacey shit and whatnot yes. yeah definitely yeah. would love to yeah yeah but <laughs> i'm not going to take too much more of your time patsy klein i can see her in the background <laughs> right. just like rolling her eyes <laughs> <laughs> she's getting her her sleeping position's getting more and more dramatic yeah yeah she's <laughs> like i want you to know i'm frustrated with you <laughs> but uh, yeah so people yeah. like uh where, where can they follow you uh, online uh yeah the best is probably instagram um it's lauren lynn one nine nineteen um and then my twitter is lauren one lynn um but i'm most active on instagram and uh, I also have a website, laurenbeattie.com. Um, I try to keep it, you know, as, as up to date as possible with, uh, with uh, events and news and stuff like that of what I have going on. Um, yeah. 
Yeah, that's awesome. And yeah, for people who want to check out Bloodthirsty, it's now on video on demand. If uh, if you Google it, it pops up. Uh, there's a Vimeo one. I think it's on iTunes as well. Am I correct? Yeah, actually, if you rent it on iTunes, um, it's uh, I think iTunes specifically, it counts as like a like a theater ticket um, ah. for us. So. I would encourage people to, to rent it that way if they yeah, can. Yeah, guys, do that. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah, thank you so much for your time tonight. This was such a, a pleasant you, conversation. Yeah, this was really fun. Thanks for yeah. having me. Yeah, definitely. And I'm going to keep in touch and like, I'm, I look forward to, yeah. to the music and your next role, the podcast, everything. Yeah. Yeah. Just keep killing All it, girl. I love it. <laughs> you too. Hope you guys enjoyed this episode with Lauren Beattie. Like we mentioned in the intro, you can now check out this movie on video on demand. And I suggest you do it. The iTunes route, it, uh, it actually helps the filmmakers out a lot and counts as a movie ticket. So that is sick. But before we go, I got to give a special thanks to our co-producer, Jeremy Hopkin of Hopkin Design, and all the rest of you legends on the Patreon. First up, Ola Mazuka of Sonic Fold, Ryan Watkins of Ryan Radio, Amanda McKnight of Top 10 Nerd. Congratulations on your 550th video and a million plus subscribers on that check her out also shout outs to pat maloney ryan campbell daniel son drew stewart devin staple and francis coffer aka my mom appreciate y'all for listening and we'll catch you next time peace <laughs>